Alright, well, against all odds, here we are again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've not only made it to a second episode, but we have been allowed to record a second episode and keep going into the foreseeable future uh, after last week's uh, uh, somewhat solid effort, I guess. Uh, so <laughs> You lost a guy, though. We did, yeah. We uh, were down Brett Summers this week, but uh, in his place, thank God we have someone... Ten times the man that Brett Summers is, even though yeah. he's out. I work out um, ten times as much as Brett does, too. Uh, Harrison Beebe <laughs> from uh, Sports Anchor from 7 and 4. He is here this week. Uh, welcome in, everybody, to episode two of the Get Around podcast, brought to you by the Traverse City Record Eagle. I am your humble host and Record Eagle sports writer, Brent Queeley. Uh, alongside me this week, as always, we have senior sports writer, James Cook, and the aforementioned... Harrison Beebe, uh, who's filling for Brett, who is murdering dozens upon dozens of elk wow. in the mountains. He actually of had to Montana. say what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, okay. he's out bow hunting, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. How um, he got the Central West week off, we still don't know. He, uh, you know, he didn't tell James. Is basically, <laughs> he did the smart thing. He didn't tell James. He went straight to the big man. And said, "Hey, can I have this week off?" The big man said, "Yes." And uh, there wasn't anything James could do about it after hey, that point. If you play <laughs> your cards right, good. you play your cards That's right. That's how you play it. Mm-hmm. You got to play it the right, you know. I skipped boys' basketball districts a few years ago to go to a big concert in New Orleans. Did it six months in advance. Nobody noticed. Scot free. Yeah. Still got What's your that job? line from Office Space? Turn off your answering machine when you get home. You're scot free. You are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you still got your job. Brett will, you know, possibly have his job when he gets back. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we'll I don't know. Might not we'll, have this we'll podcast, see. though. So. Uh, how are we doing this week, back, uh, guys? Fantastic. Great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Fighting uh, a bit of a, a head cold, so I'm like Jordan in the finals here. I'm battling through the flu. It's not actually the flu. It's just kind of a... I'm a little stuffed up, I guess is the best way to put it. You had a sprained ankle, too, to be Jordan in the finals, right? Because yeah. he always had a sprained ankle. Always had a sprained, sprained ankle and until uh, he broke uh, Byron Russell's... Uh, he broke a lot yeah, and Craig Elos and any number of other players, yeah. So, all righty, so here's what's on tap this week uh, for the get-around. Uh, we're going to take a closer look at how our Traverse City uh, football teams did this past week, another 3-0 and effort for Central West and St. Francis. We'll also dive into some other prep sports that aren't relegated to the gridiron as we talk Buckley-Leland soccer, Kingsley volleyball, and West girls golf. Uh, we also induct our second athlete into the Get Around Hall of Fame as our player of the week, and we break down the biggest football game in northern Michigan as the Trojans of Traverse City Central clash with the Titans of Traverse City West this Friday in the Patriot game. Uh, We'll also talk a little bit of Tigers for some stupid reason uh, after the major trades they pulled off last week. Uh, We'll talk some college football, a little NFL, and I do mean very little NFL as both Harrison and I don't know much. I'm in a fantasy NFL. You're you're in a fantasy league. I I don't don't know who my starting running back is. Whoever that guy is on the Bears, I still can't remember his name. Jordan Howard. There you go. That's the one. That's why you're here. See, that is why James (laughs) Cook is here for the NFL talk. Uh, And uh, we will make our picks for Super Bowl LII. Oh, I didn't know about that. that. Oh, you'll be fine. Uh, Just name a team from New England. The Patriots. And uh, as we will, every episode, we'll cap off the show with the trifecta. This week, we reveal our top picks for the best sports rivalry in TV or film.
uh, all three of the Trevor City uh, football teams had a, uh, a good enjoyed their Labor Day weekends a little bit more after they uh, they all won. Uh, Central West and St. Francis each picked up their second wins of the season. Uh, the Titans manhandled Grand Haven uh, to the tune of 431 rushing yards to win the Coast Guard Cup 41 to 14 on Thursday. Central and St. Francis made the most of their Friday. Uh, the trip to the UP was worth it for the Trojans, who took a 42 to 14 win over Marquette uh, with them. Uh, and then St. Francis, of course, made me eat a little bit of crow. Uh, or I guess I'll eat some crow right now. I heard that was bulletin board material, yeah. I guess so. Uh, as the Gladiators <clears throat> made a giant statement with a 35-9 victory over state runner-up Glen Lake, I will freely admit to being horribly, horribly wrong about that game. Both Brett and I last week when we were asked to pick uh, who was going to win. I think that's why uh, Brett's not here today. Is that's he why Brett's yeah, yeah, That's why, yeah. yeah he Coward. Just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't you know, no. fess up to that. He had to leave the time I, zone. I, I thought I thought Glen Lake was gonna. Uh, I thought they were gonna work over St. Francis, and that just tells you right there that I am dumb and I don't know anything about sports. So I, I freely admit it that if there's anybody out there who wants to send me an email telling me how much of an idiot I am, I already know, and you don't have to remind me. Um, but uh, James, you were at that game. Uh, what uh, what did you see from uh, St. Francis that uh, that led to that that win? Um, oh, I mean their their defense stepped up. Uh, you know they picked off Cade Peterson three times. Um, Artie Dummers had two of those first two interceptions they've ever had on varsity, um, and and they just played typical St. Francis football. I mean it doesn't I know it's not, it doesn't sound sexy or anything like that. They didn't do anything special. They didn't come in with a an ultra, and they didn't run a lot of trick plays. They didn't pretty much run any trick plays. You know, they they did a few little things different here and there, but stuff that most people aren't going to notice. I mean, they pretty much just played power football, and you know, rotated between their Luzakovich and their other running backs on offense, and then on defense, they played, you know, gap sound and fundamental, and came away with a couple of couple of picks because they were able to generate some pressure on Peterson. Yeah, it seems like Muzlakovich has really stepped up in those first two weeks, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's the guy that uh, that teams will start focusing on at running back and, you know, making the other running backs uh, beat them. Um, the St. Francis also doubled uh, Nick Apsey, like, on pretty much every play. They just put a, a corner and a safety on him and just took him out of the game, and Peterson was scrambling around in the back backfield trying to find somebody else. And, and man, Peterson moves so well in the backfield. He evaded so many tackles in the backfield. I mean, they were all over in the backfield, and he was just dodging guys all over and extending plays. Um, and a couple of those times, you know, he just hung the ball up there at the end of those plays that he'd extended and stuff, and he hung it up a little too much and he got picked off. But, um, yeah, I mean, Glen Lake will be fine, I think. You know, you're looking at a team that can, can easily bounce back and win seven, eight games. Yeah, you see that as a as a, a learning experience. I would imagine you certainly learn a lot about your team when you lose thirty five to nine like that, especially after coming off uh, a, a enormous uh, week one win over Manton seventy to forty. Kingsley, uh, Kingsley. Kingsley. Sorry. Yeah, that was the Frankfurt. King that was oh, yeah, that was Frankfurt yeah. versus Manton seventy to forty. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Glen Lake was forty two to fourteen against Kingsley. They were down seven nothing in that game and then came back mm -hmm. scored thirty five in a row. Right. Um, which that's what yeah. stood out to me from seeing both those games, at least the first halves in person, is Peterson ran all over the field to start the Kingsley game, 
you know, as you said, St. Francis did a great job of making sure, you know, he could stay on his toes, but he wasn't going to get a lot of forward yards, forward, forward, uh, forward production. So um, perhaps the St. Francis on an impressive display on the road on that new turf. Um, but I agree with you as well. Glen Lake's plenty loaded, so I'm sure they'll they'll be happy with their season coming into the year. And that turf is pretty awesome, don't you think? It really is. I, I notice it when I'm walking up and down the sidelines, shooting the highlights. I, I just feel a little more of a spring in my step. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's why Jerrigan's put that in there, to make sure that I would have a comfortable time covering his games. Yes. Definitely. Glenn Mike was concerned about Harrison Beebe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your knees. As we all are. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. That anchor in the middle at the 50-yard line is pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. Uh, I haven't seen it in person, but the photos that you took, uh, it, it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about that, too. I tell those guys every time I see them. It's not only do you get to use this, the other soccer teams and whatnot get to use the facility, and then you can host some neutral site games there in the future, and that's always a pretty big deal for schools up here if you host, like, state semifinals or soccer regionals mm-hmm. or whatnot. So that's going to be a really cool place to be able to hold those. That mm-hmm. whole athletic facility the past two years just completely flipped over itself and it looks awesome. Well, I know that mm-hmm. the uh, University of Illinois uh, women's soccer team, uh, they uh, they hold a mini camp up in this area, uh, in the mm-hmm. Glen Arbor area yep. every year, uh, and they they had a, a soccer match, uh, maybe a couple of months ago against the University of Virginia, and uh, I, maybe in the future the Glen Lake. Uh, Will be the yeah, they were right down the road at Maple City Park, yeah. which has a great disc golf course, plug in that. Um, <laughs> but they also have great soccer fields that I played on as a little kid, too. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the other big win, of course, uh, I was at the uh, Traverse City West uh, winning the Coast Guard Cup. And I, uh, a week after putting up 389 yards on the ground uh, against Midland, West came out and put up 431 uh, and just uh, they just ran all over uh, the Buccaneers. It was it was impressive because not only was it you know another great rushing performance, but it was different guys. The first two uh, you know in Midland it was Jacob Pulaski and it was Andrew Campbell, uh, and and this time around it was uh, Eric Levante and then a host of a bunch of other kids. They they have that team has five or six guys that can uh, break a play from scrimmage and take to the house uh, at any point and. I think that's uh, that's kind of scary for Central coming up this week in the, in the Patriot game, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you had uh, Central who took care of business up in Marquette uh, and, and got that win. Um, so the over or under reaction this week: Central West and Saint Francis all now two and zero. They each of them will win two playoff games this season. Over or under reaction on my part. Each of them separately? Yes. Or combined to, well, I guess St. Francis pretty much gets it on its own, but um, <laughs> now we Usually, know. Now yeah. we know that trick game. <clears throat> so each will win two playoff games over or under reaction. I, I, I would take the under on that because it's if, if it's like last year, Central and West will play each other in the first round. Well, and Coach War <laughs> even told me when I talked to him preseason, he said, you know, yeah, if you're in Division One, you're going to have to beat Rockford. If you're in Division Two, you're going to have to beat Lowell. And if it's not first round, it's the second round district final so mm-hmm. you know um, it, it, it's always a tough position uh, do they have talented teams yes do they have uh, the potential to make playoff runs of course especially the way they've started the years um, but I think those coaches would be the first to tell you hey let's just let's just map it out and go from there and let's not put anything on the board until we actually achieve it mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know that talking to War yesterday, he wasn't concerned about, uh, you know, I asked him, you know, what would it mean to the program to go uh, 3-0 for the first time since 2004? And he's like, well, we don't really concern ourselves with that. Uh, you know, they, they worry about going 3-0, and if they go 3-0, they'll, they'll worry about going 4-0, and, and so on and so forth. Um, but uh, which, which of these three programs do you think has uh, the longest playoff run in them? Looking at, again, it's it's very early in the season, mm-hmm. but which of these two programs do you think has the uh, uh, has the longest playoff run in them? Well, I mean, I mean, I'd say pretty similar to what Harrison said that uh, St. Francis would be the best bet of those three. I mean, St. Francis usually so they'll have the most home games. <laughs> yeah, St. Francis is usually good for two playoff wins every year at least. Um, you know, and and West and Central when they make the playoffs, you know, even when they have tremendous teams as they both look to this year, are going to have a tough road to hoe there um, and have to go through some like top five teams right away. Yeah. yeah. But they wouldn't have it in a way. That's the way they want it. They want tough competition. That's why the past few years, especially, yeah. Wars loaded up his schedule. Uh, the central schedule last year might be the best one with Traverse City team has had in recent memory. That was loaded too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they, they these guys know what's coming ahead of them come November, and they're planning ahead for it with their regular season schedules. So, mm-hmm. props to them. And and you know, and then when, and when it happens, I mean, when you know, say West beats Rockford or Central beats Lowell or you know whoever, you know, that springs you for once you get past that hurdle, who knows it, how it, far you're gonna in go. In a way, it kind of drops off for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> But we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Right. (laughs) Let us venture then from one football to the other as we move from the gridiron to the soccer pitch. Uh, We've got a big match coming up on Monday, September 11th, when the currently undefeated Buckley Bears take on the currently undefeated Leland Comets at Leland. And we're recording this uh, on Wednesday before Buckley plays Glen Lake and Leland plays Kingsley tonight. Uh, Now Buckley and Leland also meet again on September 27th at the home of the Bears. So, over or under reaction here for you guys. Uh, these two teams split the season series and end up as the only regular season blemish on each other's records. Other than that, they win all of their other games, these two teams. I can see that happening. I mean, I haven't looked at their schedules to see exactly who else they play. I mean, Leland usually brings in some pretty decent teams like Muskegon, West Michigan Catholic, and, and schools like that. Um, and, you know, that they could obviously lose one of those. Um, but I could I could see that happening. Um, last year, Buckley took took uh, Leland to you know to a shootout in the one game, mm-hmm. um, and then I think Leland won the other one. Um, so I mean, you're pretty close to splitting right there. Right. And I think Buckley is a better team this year, and Leland looks as good or better as they were last year. Yeah. Who's their keeper? Uh, For Leland. Mosqueda. Yeah. Yeah. He he started off the year with I don't know what four or five shutouts in a row. I mean, and just has just led that defense. So. The uh, you know the interesting thing about uh, about Buckley is you know last year was the first district title for uh, a soccer you know soccer program, uh, and uh, talking to the boys uh, the last week they're they're geared up they want another district title and they're they're looking for the first regional title as well. They ended up <coughs> excuse me falling in the uh, the regional tournament to Muskegon Catholic Central. Which ended up, uh, they went on to become the they were the runner up uh, last year uh, in, in the state finals. Uh, Leland, you know, obviously is just a talented, talented team. And uh, James, I actually I told you this story last I, last week, I believe it was when uh, 
when, when Bucky was coming home from a game in Kalkaska, they had stopped mm-hmm. at uh, Burger King to get some food. And at that same time, when they were in there getting getting food, uh, the Leland bus pulled up, and the Leland boys saw the team on there, and it stopped for a little bit, and then it just continued on and drove right out of Burger King. Went to McDonald's. Went yeah, it went it went somewhere else, but it wasn't gonna stop there. And uh, wow, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, I know Robert. that both I know that both of these teams are, are looking forward to that game uh, on September 11th, and, uh, and and so am I. It should be a good one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's. Uh, uh, Soccer is, uh, it, it's it's not basketball, and, I, and Denver Cade made that pretty clear to me. And obviously, I mean, it, it's obvious that it's not uh, basketball. Can't use your hands. Can't use your hands unless you're a goalie. <laughs> That's right. I never liked unless soccer. You're, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they they talked about kind of the, the the discipline of it and how there's you're not scoring as much as you are in basketball. Obviously, it's it's a little more of a uh, of a discipline sport. Yeah. Patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the drama of it. So, I mean, that's why everybody loves the World Cup because every goal is a huge deal. So, you're looking at that game on Monday, and whoever takes the lead in that gets a lot of the psychological momentum in that 80 minute match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another undefeated uh, team making some noise in the area is the Kingsley Volleyball squad. The Stags are 17 0 1 after knocking off Frankfurt in straight sets Tuesday night. Uh, this sets up a huge match for Kingsley, who is currently a Class B honorable mention in the latest state rankings against Leland, who is ranked second in Class D. These t- uh, two teams meet up September 12th uh, for what is sure to be you know, uh, one hell of a game uh, or one hell of a match, I would imagine. Uh, so, over or under reaction, we're making predictions here. Kingsley moves to 18-0 and when it's all said and done on Tuesday. Where's the game at? It's at Kingsley. I mean, they, they, they beat them, uh, they at least split the series last year, right? I think they may have. I, I know Kingsley, they won one. Kingsley's had uh, a pretty good luck against Leland. I mean, probably of any team in the area has had the best luck against Leland, and then pretty much nobody else in the area has had any luck against Leland. I saw Leland <laughs> last night um, against Buckley, and as always, they're just the machine that keeps pulling through. And one of the more talented players uh, has got an injury right now, Allie Martin. She checked in at the final moments of the third game. Mm-hmm. They didn't even need her to <laughs> do much of anything. Mm-hmm. She's been kind of hobbling the past few weeks with that injury. And yeah, they worked over Buckley and last they night. Still, yeah, they're, they're off to a routine start for them. So, yeah, let's yeah. bring on the stags. Yeah, Allie Martin brought up. Blew out her knee back in February, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, is was just cleared Tuesday um, to play to, to get in there. And I and I had I didn't know that until I talked to Lori Glass last night, uh, and she had mentioned that that Allie made a return. Uh, and I was like, I, cause I remember taking stats the first few times that I talked to her. And I went, where's Allie Martin's name? How come? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know what's going on there? And uh, I didn't even think to ask, which doesn't say much about me as a journalist. That I didn't even think to ask uh, whether or not, uh, you know, Allie was. Uh, but you noticed it. It stood but, out to you. But at least I noticed it, yes. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Leland has, they're sitting at, I think, 8, 5, and 2 right now in the early part of the season, but they mm-hmm. have loaded their schedule with yeah. the toughest competition that they can possibly yeah. play. They were playing in tournaments with, you know, class A teams. Yeah. Uh, they they went up against Novi, who's I think ranked second in class A or, or, or something like that, or was maybe ranked first at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that's just what Lori Glass likes to do. She just likes to make her team play against the best possible competition. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, the big moments come around later in the year, they're going to be ready for it, and they, they won't back down from anything. And watching Leland last year, they're certainly not a, a team that, that backs down from anybody. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Nova, I think Nova still has Adriana Cannon, do they? don't they? I think she, she transferred from TC West, <laughs> and she's a Notre Dame Did they commit. win the state title a year ago? Nova? I remember when I was the there finals. for Leland. I remember watch, I remember they were playing while I was writing I my story, the and they semis. won the semis. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember how they did in the final, but I, I think you might be right that they won that game. Um, uh, interesting thing too, you're talking about uh, Leland's schedule is that the, they'll play Kingsley again later in the season, also at Kingsley as part of Kingsley's quad that they host, the right. ABCD quad, mm, yeah. where they have a Class A team, a Class B team, a C, and a D. And I think they're and both in the Cadillac Invitational too, right? Could be. I believe both of those teams are in the Cadillac Invitational, and that is just a monstrous tournament. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, they can meet up again there too. Yeah. Um, and like I said, Kingsley's had pretty decent luck against them. I remember covering a game down in Kingsley a couple years ago where Kingsley, I think Kingsley won in straight sets. I mean, they're all close. But they won in straight games. Yeah, they're not intimidated by you know by Jersey coming into their building at all. So yeah. we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. To the world of girls golf, uh, Traverse City West making a strong case as a favorite for its second championship, state championship in three years, as the Titans have now rattled off six tournament wins in a row. Uh, Annika D is uh, simply padding her resume as she looks for a second consecutive individual state title. Uh, the West Junior set a course record at River's Edge last week with a 65, like a course record for anybody that's ever played in any tournament at River's Edge. You know, Junior uh, Annika D has that course record with a 65, and she followed it up with a 69 at the Midland Invitational uh, the very next day. They played uh, three straight days last week. They played uh, Monday, uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and West took all of those. And it, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Like these, their wins. One of them, I think, was by a hundred strokes. I think they've won a couple by ninety strokes. It's just, you know, you know that that team, Carl uh, uh, Ganyan has uh, a wealth of you know, or an embarrassment of riches. I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I mean, they were winning tournaments at the beginning of the year when Annika and Ansi D were not playing even. Right. And they were still winning tournaments. You know, I mean, they had Maddie McCall and Megan Jenkinson and Hope Aspen Leiter and all those players yeah. were just Jillian Elu. Yeah. They were all shooting in the you know low 80s, getting in the 70s and stuff, and, and winning tournaments on their own. Yeah, they had uh, they they set a school record in uh, at the at the BNC uh, tournament with a 296. It was the first time in the program's history that they'd broken 300. Uh, all four pl- or all five scores uh, shot under an, a 90, and two of them uh, were uh, you know I think two of them were under a a 70. I believe Ansi had a 69 that day when when uh, Annika uh, carded a 65. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Now this is the biggest over or under reaction of this segment. <laughs> over or under reaction. Annika D will win a major championship on the LPGA tour. <laughs> Go. Harrison. Oh, of course. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased because I've interviewed her four or five times already. But, uh, yeah, you know, the thing I love about her is she's so humble. Like, she doesn't even act like what she's doing is that big a deal. You know, maybe she doesn't like the camera being set up in her face when I I do the interviews with her. But um, she just, yeah, golf is fun to her. And the secret of golf, as we all know, when we go golfing together is to not get too frustrated. So whatever she's got going, whenever she makes a little mistake around the course, she shores it up and doesn't let it bother her. so uh 
I'm uh, I'm betting on her future. I'd of course love to see her in, in one of those opportunities, and uh, for sure think she's got the skill set to win one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean when you when you talk about her being humble, I mean I I, I think I pointed out to her when I was t- interviewing her one time that uh, I mean I'm a 45 year old dude and I've got like probably 80 pounds on her. And I pointed out that she probably drives the ball about 50 yards farther than I do, mm-hmm. at least. And she just kind of, like, giggled and looked at the ground. She's like, that's terrible for you. <laughs> you are bad. No, she wasn't, no, she was, she wasn't, no, she wasn't, like, giggling, like, at me or anything like that. She was just, like, you know, kind of, like, the shy giggle, you know, like, not wanting to take credit for something or anything yeah. like that. And, and, you know, and I was... We should have her and Brett go at it in the longest drive competition. His muscles against her technique. Yeah. I'll take mm-hmm. her, but I just love to see Brett just flail a golf. Maybe ball. we could arrange that. I think we could. We, we could, yeah. Probably in this maybe. little office right here. We could set up a uh, a long drive uh, contest. Mm-hmm. You know, sponsored by the Record Eagle. Do, do the next for, podcast do it there. For charity. You know, we'll do that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it maybe it sounds like a silly thing to say, but is it really that silly that she could? I mean, maybe not a major championship, but is, she's talented enough to certainly win. Um, a tournament on the LPGA tour, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I, can, I mean, she's committed to Michigan, so I can't wait. Obviously, she's going for that three-peat in high school, but I already can't wait to see what she does at the collegiate level, and then yeah, from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is. She's just an impressive athlete. When I spoke spoke to her last year uh, after she won the uh, individual title, and we, the three of us are not going to say this, uh, she's just uh, she's a confident humble basically is she's confident in what she does she knows that she's good but she's very humble about it mm-hmm. uh, and she goes about playing golf the right way the honest way and uh, it's it's impressive to see somebody that young be so good uh, at their craft mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I think segues beautifully into our uh, the get around Hall of Fame uh, our week two inductee uh, as the player of the week. Uh, so who is going to join uh, Glen Lake's Kate Peterson, who got the nod last week over Frankfurt's Griffin Kelly? I am going to cast my vote for Anika D after what she did last week. Mm-hmm. Seconded. Why not? I'm already outnumbered anyways. All right. It is a <laughs> unanimous vote, reluctantly, by Harrison. No, I'm sure you're Well, right. I also scour over the box scores the least of three of us, so I'll, I'll take your guys' word for it on uh, who had the best stats throughout the entire week. <laughs> well, just when... when that course record is just impressive. Yeah, when I you're mean, a junior in high school and you set a course record somewhere in the state of Michigan or, or anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think you kind of deserve to get the uh, the nod into the uh, uh, get-around hall. Well, she could probably get play. in it every week. Yeah, probably. conductor right now. Yeah, that's what we said last week. We said at some point when we were trying to pick between uh, Griffin Kelly and Kate Peterson, well, we're like, well, Griffin Griffin's will, coming later. He'll, yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll get in sometime later. So Don't give up, kids. To our big game of the week, uh, there is pretty much no discussion in terms of what we're going to choose this week. I'm pretty sure we all know that it is Friday's Patriot game uh, when Traverse City Central and Traverse City meet for the 22nd time and 21st time in the Patriot game, uh, which is set for 7 p.m. on Friday at Thurlby Field. 
Uh, West comes in ahead of Central, 12-9 and nine in the series. But the uh, Titans have dropped the last four meetings to the Trojans, who won twice last year, 10-8 to eight in the Patriot game, and then 13-12 to 12 in the first round of the playoffs, the first time uh, that those two, meet, those two teams had ever met in the playoffs. Uh, what should we expect when these two crosstown rivals battle this Friday night? Harrison. Um, another close game. I, that's When you look over, especially the last like 10 years, I think there's only one or two of those games that were won by more than a touchdown. And when you're putting a touchdown, that means you're coming down to likely a final possession, which means that's an exciting game from 7 to 9.30 or however late it goes. And um, for those that don't know, uh, listeners, I did go to Traverse City Central, graduated in 05, and back when I was in high school, we were considered heavy, 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 heavy underdogs every time we played West. And so the few years we did win, I think we won 01, I think we won 06, or 05 right after I graduated. Um, but every time that we won, it was a big deal, and it was kind of one guy doing this over-the-top, you know, heroics to kind of quarterback or whatever position to really get us the victory, and it was always a big deal. Now it's a case where, you know, these teams are, so, especially the last few years, these teams are so evenly matched. They're both dominant, coming out of the gates. Um, and really, they both really want to beat each other really bad. And this is kind of sets in stone uh, kind of the dominoes line up for the Big North Conference. So they know that, too, besides the rivalry game and besides all the people that are there for the Patriot game and whatnot. Mm -hmm. This kind of sets the tone for the way the Big North Conference is going to go because usually one, if not both of them, are considered one of the favorites. And uh, once again, that's the case this year. So should be another awesome game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you said, with the conference, I mean, when the Big North, we do a media poll for the – the Big North Conference, and uh, I think I think out of the five people that voted, three of them voted Central first, and then there was one with West, and I can't remember who the other vote went to, the Cadillac. number one vote. I think it was Cadillac. Yeah. I don't think it would have been the other three. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the winner of this game is in is in the driver's seat, completely in the driver's seat for the league. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, these are, the, these are the top two teams in the league, I think, by far. Um, you know, you have Cadillac who could maybe give them a game. But outside of that, I don't see anybody beating Central or West in the league outside of something just astounding happening. Um, so the winner of this game is just totally in the driver's seat and they just has control of the rest of the league schedule. What's, uh, you know, West is certainly looking to come in and, and break that four-game losing streak. Uh, what do you think they're going to have to do to, uh, to pull off the win? Is this uh, another game where we're looking at you know, ten to eight, twelve to you know, or thirteen to twelve. Is it going to be like that, or are you looking at a game with uh, a little more offense? I think the uh, West is going to like it if it's a little bit more low <laughs> low scoring game, because uh, they you know they've got that ground game where they can just ground and pound, and uh, and they're hoping they can get at least a couple of scores out of that. Um, if they open it up a little bit, I mean, they might be able to. If if Central just starts packing eight nine guys in the box. You know, maybe they'll open it up a little bit, start throwing a little bit more than they have the first couple of weeks, and then maybe you'll see the score go up a little bit. But otherwise, I think you're going to see a pretty low-scoring game like you have the last few years. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you know, uh, Central, what do you think they're going to have to do to kind of come in here and, uh, you know, uh, on Friday and get that win? Uh, you know, I, when I did the interviews with some of the guys yesterday, uh, Tuesday, uh, I was kind of saying, you know, like three, four in a row here, like that's – starting to bother them on the other end of town like they really 
want to get that one of those wins back on their end. They know you've had this streak mm-hmm. going. So at the same time, I'm kind of asking them, like, a heavyweight champion, you know, what do you do to make sure you properly defend your, your, your crown and your, your streak that you got going? Um, and, you know, they gave us all the respectable answers that any high school athlete should. You know, go to execute, got to get the right plays, got to get be mm-hmm. in sync and communication, get a good night's sleep, eat a good bowl of Wheaties the morning of the game. But, uh, you know, really, I, I, I think it, it comes down to execution. Both these teams have almost looked flawless the past few weeks and um you know whoever really kind of performs their game better it's it's simple i mean you guys know more the analytics of the games than i do in the teams but uh both these teams are very stacked and i i, I bring it up with them when i do the interviews like it seems like it's going to come down to one of those one or two plays that's going to make the difference uh, on how the final score is going to look and i think they understand that as well and they want to make sure they do the best that it's on their side all right final scores of uh friday's patriot game jinx what is your prediction? Who's winning, and what's the final score? <laughs> this didn't go well last week when we did this. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure both. <laughs> At least we're not predicting blowouts. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming both Central and West fans are listening to this and saying, "Brendan, please pick the other team." <laughs> mm-hmm. Why don't you pick first then? Uh, because I'm the host and I don't have to pick. So no. All right, fine. If you want me to pick first, uh, I don't know. I think is my best answer. I, I think it's probably going to be... Uh, I think it's a good answer. I think it's... I, I'm thinking 20 to 18 uh, in favor of Traverse City West. Uh, I think that their run game is going to be good enough to kind of wear down uh, Central, and, and I, I think they'll open up and probably find Ryan Hayes uh, a few times. Um, but, uh, you know, I know that Central is smart enough to know that Ryan Hayes is going to be probably utilized. <laughs> A big part of their offense. He was a big part of the games last year, both of them. Yep. Made some key catches. But that boy just Mm -hmm. wants to play defense. Because I talked to him yesterday. All that boy wants to do is play defense. That's it. He loves, loves defense. He's, you know. Mm -hmm. And watching him out on the field, it's fun. You want that that big monster, you know, of a kid running around just trying to take somebody's heads off. You know, it's uh, it's fun to watch that kid play. You know, I think he's more concerned about. uh, Stopping Central from scoring than he is uh, scoring himself. Mm-hmm. All right, the one thing I can guarantee you is that West will run the Statue of Liberty play at least once. Oh, that Boise State? I yeah. did ask they, uh, they, Tim Ward what his uh, secret plays were going to be for Friday. He declined to tell me. So, <laughs> But he wanted to. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> kind of like last year when he didn't. West, West runs that play like at least once every year against Central. Sometimes twice. But So be on the lookout for the Statue of Liberty play. Sort of a Statue of Liberty-esque play. Esque. Yeah. All right, so what's your final score? Um, I can see it being something like like you said. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be – it has been close for the last three, four years. Uh, and I can I could totally see, like, a 21-17 to 17 game. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know I don't know about West special teams. Do they have a kicking game this year? They got, Mar- they got Martinez, Martinez, right? Martinez, yes. They got Martinez, right? Yep. So, I mean, you know, field goals could be the difference there. Central's got Usually a there's sun- a field goal in the, the, these yeah. games somewhere. Yeah. Missed or made one. That yeah. Central's got Central's got a pretty good kicker too. So I mean, I think you'll see. I think you can see field goals make the the big difference. Right. In that game. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, twenty one seventeen. I'm gonna go seventeen fourteen, and, and I think West has maybe their best team of the past few years against these Coach Sugars teams that looked very impressive for Central. I think West has got the best chance 
to get a win on Friday. Having said that, I, I'm kind of that guy. I'll believe it when I see it. Not saying it can't be done, but Central's come up big in these close games the past few years. Um, until I see that Coach Sugar's crew can't hang in, in the closing seconds of that one, I'm going to go Trojan 17-14. Homer. <laughs> I just want that season series evened up. That's all. You know, it'd be nice to have the TC Central beat writer here. Yeah, but he is... Uh, Couldn't we conference call him? He's in the boot right now. He's in so. Montana. He has no cell phone service whatsoever. What team did you say was going to win? You didn't... Uh, you, you <laughs> I didn't. You, I didn't. You, you said 21 to 17 and you didn't pick a team. So, so you're the go. determiner because we each I, picked a team. I know. I didn't I want to see if I'm going to go 0-2. I'm hoping to move my record to 1-1 one one after my uh, after last week's awful pick. So. <laughs> Just don't call it a blowout and you're fine. I didn't call it a blowout. Well, I somebody said easily. Yeah, it might have been me. And to which point I paused it, rewound it, Snapchatted it again, and sent it to you guys and with the smiling, flapping emoji. Yeah. 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 Some of the St. Francis guys did did watch that and mention it. Some of the coaches. Or listen to My that. Snapchat? Oh. No, no. You listened to the, to the podcast and mentioned. Well, then I'll take credit for it. I'll take credit for St. Francis's win last week. How about that? And I'll take credit for West's win when they pull it off this week. James, who's winning this game? I'll uh, if if I think it's gonna be a coin flip, but I'll take West in that I, you know, like you said, it's been four years. This is kind of West. This is kind of West game. I mean, in, in that it's kind of Wooers. It's kind of Wooers thing. You know, I mean, he got this going to be the to be the Patriot game with the you know all that, in addition to the big football game that it already was. And you know, Central's won four of these in a row, and West has just got to be chomping at the bit to to end that streak. All right. Other games on the docket this week include St. Francis against Elk Rapids, Glen Lake at Waterleet. Is that how you say it? Waterleet. Waterleet. Uh, Frankfurt, They're out of here. They Frankfurt at Mayo or Mayo? Mayo. Mayo. Frankfurt at Mayo. Benzie Central at Kalkaska, Petoskey at Cadillac. Gaylord at Alpena, Mancelona at East Jordan. Inland Lakes at Gaylord, St. Mary. Baldwin at Mesick. Grayling at Kingsley. And Boyne City at Sheboygan, among several others. Uh, any games there pique your interest, boys? Or are we just concerned about the Patriot game? Well, later, I'm going to make you talk about the uh, Inland Lakes Gaylord St. Mary game because uh, I think right away they're the only ones in the legacy division of the NMFL without losses. Mm-hmm. So, kind of right away for that conference, that dictates, just like the Patriot game does for the Big North, that dictates who's the favorite for the legacy division. And uh, I know from going to Gaylord St. Mary's camp to do their preview a few years ago, they really they made great strides and having a good year last season to get to the playoffs and they kind of want to take the next step in that and see how far this talented group of kids can go mm-hmm. so and they have a fairly young group of kids too don't they i mean it's a variety they got some good senior leaders but uh yeah you know, they got some hungry kids but they've so got a, they're they're gonna gonna a sophomore yeah um hunter so he's a three-sport athlete talented yeah. kids so. i remember seeing the baseball team down when they were in the final four and they had a lot of kids a lot of freshmen sophomores playing on that team Something the Snowbirds are doing between basketball and baseball, and now now with football, people Snowbirds. Not only is it one of the coolest nicknames up here, but now it's one of the coolest teams to root for too. Mm-hmm. I like the Glen Lake Waterleet game. I think just because you like saying Waterleet. Well, yeah. Who doesn't? Who do, yeah. Who doesn't? You don't because like you got it wrong. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but I mean, Waterleet's a really good opponent for for them. I mean, Waterleet's come in two and zero. They've scored like. A ridiculous amount of points in those two wins. I think last last week they won seventy to nothing, seventy two, and uh, their quarterback had ten touchdowns, right? Five throwing, five five rushing. 
and uh, and it's on the road. It's like a four-hour drive for Glen Lake. It's a doubleheader. Jerry Andrews said he's never won the varsity game in a doubleheader. Is he the first game or the second game? Hmm? Is it JV varsity? Yes, yeah, JV first and varsity. Oh, so they're um, down at the southwest end of the state. Yeah, okay. down by like you know South Haven. take a spin around the sports world outside of our local market here as we jump into the wrap uh, as we get uh, close to the end of the show the Detroit Tigers made some big splashes last week when they dealt a pair of Justins sending Justin Upton to Arizona and sending Justin Verlander to Houston uh, Harrison I know you're a big Tigers fan for your thoughts on, uh, on those two trades well I couldn't wait for JV to be traded um, just because they <laughs> so much money to eat up and you know he's he's such a talented player he's still arguably in, in the shade of his prime and he's still worth, unlike Miguel Cabrera who you can't get anything for at this point there was still a lot of value in JV so when the trade deadline passed in July I said well okay maybe something in the offseason but here we go we just made July 31st irrelevant as a trade deadline by moving Justin Verlander by the August trade deadline um, and got what two or three of the top prospects, uh, top ten three. prospects in the Astros farm system. Three of the top. 12. So, yep. uh huh. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted. We're not paying too much of his kind. I think it's eight million for two seasons. Something is like what that, I yeah. really kicked around. So that was kind of the big issue: is how much of that are we gonna have to pay? And we had to do that with Prince a few years ago when they got rid of him. So, all in all, I, I love it for the Tigers because it gets them the best opportunity to get back into it. And, you know, as a, as a huge supporter of JV, I can't wait to see him back in playoff baseball, hopefully with a great opportunity to win a ring. Yeah, what is he, 34 years old now? Around 34, there. 35, yep. Yeah. yeah. Engaged Kate Upton. Can still be his oyster. Mm-hmm. He's a toy store, toy store. Yeah. And, they, and they got that trade in just in time. Oh. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. That was oh. awful. Good thing it was after the jersey. You can leave now, James. Your time is done here on the get around. Yeah, I already used that. Well, I already, I already used that line in a column this week, last oh, week too. Just double dipping. Yeah. Column time. Just, just recycling. But uh, yeah, I mean that was something they had to do. They got good prospects. They have, I think they've what shed a hundred million dollars from their payroll next year. I think is what I saw between, between all the tra- JV, yeah. and all the other trades they made. Martinez, what they well, for what they would have had JV. It's over the next two or three years. It's like a hundred and seventy million or something like that. So yeah, I mean, just think about all that money. On yeah, the show. but I mean, their payroll could be almost a hundred million less. I think next season because if you would taken into account what they would have had to pay Martinez to keep him, you know, and some of these other players too, yeah. like Justin Wilson. Well, we, yeah, we weren't keeping JV. And that's the other thing you gotta address too. Is I mean that guy you just continues JV to be and, and JD and that's JV. what I want. I want a Diamondbacks Astros World Series. Probably not gonna get it, but I would love to have a guarantee that Verlander or Just Dangers, Julio Daniel Martinez, get a World Series. <laughs> Julio <laughs> just, Daniel Martinez. Just that's just JD. That is that is a JD. Just Mr. Four home run game himself, JD Martinez. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, college football season also got underway uh, this past week. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and Central Michigan all getting wins, while Mr. Western Michigan uh, hung with UNC, but, uh, USC but ultimately fell short. Uh, how nice was it to have college football back was, on the slate for a you know, wake-up Saturday? It was phenomenal. 
I just, you know, it, it's kind of one of those bittersweet things. Summer is wrapping up, but your Saturday is about to get incredible. And, you know, they, they promoted the opening week last week for college football as a, or last year as a big deal. They had like five or six top 25 ranked matchups. You guys remember? Um, but this week, there weren't as many ranked versus ranked matchups, but the endings of some of these games, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, Monday, like every night was must-see TV. And, you know, that's kind of all you need with football. You need programs that you know. Marquee primetime television slot, close finishes, overtimes, crazy, crazy plays, and that's yeah. that's kind of what the people want, and they gave it to us. It, it might be in a better opening week this week this year than last year. Yeah, crazy upsets, mm-hmm. crazy uh, underdogs winning. Did you yeah. see the Howard one? Howard was Howard, a forty-five point underdog. Forty-five point underdog, that's biggest underdog. Newton's uh, brother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, biggest underdog ever won an NCAA game, and then the UCLA. Did you see the yeah. end of the UCLA yeah. game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fake, most fake. of the people at the game didn't see the end of the UCLA <laughs> game because they left when it was 44 Kevin to Kevin Sumlin didn't see the end of the UCLA. <laughs> Kevin Sumlin was already at the airport too, the A&M coach. So <laughs> he's already like he's already got some uh, people calling for his job. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you couldn't ask for a better start all around as far as entertainment value from from top to bottom. I mean, Thursday night, Ohio State getting a scare from Indiana that got a t- ton of people talking. Did we in any way think the Hoosiers were going to win that game? No, but it's always nice to see Buckeyes. Unlike Alabama, who seems to never be on anyone's plan, it's always nice to see the Buckeyes look look beatable, especially in Week One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Michigan State did what they needed to do. They went eventually. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean they, they went. They took a, a a MAC team and they they beat them pretty handily. Yeah. That's what's supposed rough, to happen. Rough start, but yeah, one and zero is one and zero. Yeah, Michigan's this defense. this week's Michigan State game. That's that's where a lot of, that's that's where a lot of questions are going to be answered. Yeah, because Western looked pretty good against USC. Yes, they did. And then. Uh, Michigan's defense looked crazy. Mm-hmm. Michigan's defense, Michigan's sleepover kicker recruits, Michigan's <laughs> quarterback, eventually when they named him. After the two pick sixes. After, yeah. Looked pretty good after, after the two one, pick sixes. One old corn session and then back to spade. Yeah. Should we make a pick for the uh, Spartans-Broncos game? Who's winning? I think I think State will pull it out, but I think it's gonna be I think that's going to be another one that's going to be close. Yeah. A lot closer than a lot of people think. Um, I mean, Western's still got a lot of those kids left from the P.J. Fleck teams. and uh, Still rowing the boat. I do think, and, and they're a talented team. Obviously, I don't think anybody's going to predict them to win as many games as last year. For mm-hmm. all of them. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say USC took them a little lightly. USC knew they were top five ranked. They have a Heisman yeah. Trophy favorite. I'm, I'm going to assume they thought, yeah, with Terrell and uh, the receiver. Is that receiver? Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with all those guys gone, they just assumed, you know, okay, we'll get a, we'll get a good fight, but we're USC, you know, we're, we're national title contender. It won't be a big deal, and that turned out to be a lot more of a problem than they could have imagined. So I'm going to hope that those dominoes kind of reassess, re- realign themselves, and mm-hmm. MSU has the more <clears throat> talent on their side, which means if MSU plays a smart game, it's we should also be an issue. mention that you are an MSU grad, so that is true. But I have no problem picking Michigan to beat Cincinnati, so <laughs> no problem at all. Let's keep that public. All right, from the college to the professional ranks, the NFL begins this week. Uh, starts Thursday uh, with the hated New England Patriots. I think we can all agree that they're fairly hated amongst well, the, the Michigan most. fans. Love Brady. All right, the Michigan fans <laughs> love Brady. Uh, yeah, if you're a Michigan fan, you true. love the Patriots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, they're setting out to defend their Super Bowl title. Uh, Detroit welcomes Arizona into Ford Field on Sunday. Uh, James, you're the only one of the three of us who cares about the NFL. 
so what are you that hoping? To, what are you hoping to see out of the Lions come Sunday? Um, I, I think um, you'll see them against the Cardinals. I, I hope that they'll just come out swinging. Um, I mean, that's been their mo the last couple of years is to just come out and just kind of lollygag and maybe the first drive when it's scripted they'll look okay and then after that they fall off and just have these slow first half starts and then Stafford gets it going in the second half but you hope they can 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 change that come out swinging in the first half get a lead and just cruise with the win um I mean Arizona's still got Larry Fitzgerald and you know they're still kind of 50 year old Carson Palmer at quarterback yeah aren't they I know they've kind of huddled around that area the past few years, and I think they're still kind of up there as a dark horse Super Bowl pick, right? Yeah, they, I think they'll be a, a playoff team or at least contending for that. I mean, they, they've still have the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost a couple of pieces from that defense, but they still have the majority of it back, you know, reinvested some draft picks in there and stuff. So I don't know that it'll take a massive step back, and it was one of the better defenses in the league last year. Does Matthew Stafford feel any added pressure, especially in this first year, to justify being the highest-paid player in football? Probably. I would. <laughs> I would think so. He probably won't be the highest-paid player for very long. Probably I mean, not, yes. I mean, you know, you but get, at the, at the, the next good the quarterback group. signs a contract, and he's not the highest-paid player anymore. And oh, it's a mar- just, yeah, it's a market. It's not him. But yeah. he's the one right now, and especially for Detroit fans – you know, when we I hear it kicked around all the time. Tom Brady takes pay cuts to bring in good guys to keep them in contention, and here we are with a not Tom Brady as our quarterback. Matthew Stafford. Stafford's very talented in kind of a lot of different ways in the game of football. But you know, is that to say, hey, Matt, why didn't you kind of just take the money that would have given you a sustainable living and let us bring in some more people that want to play and make Detroit a winner? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of people will say that, and it's you know, it's a valid point. I mean. Brady's obviously in a little different situation. Uh, he's got his wife. He's got Bill Belichick. He's got, <laughs> he's got a very rich wife, and he makes a lot of money in endorsements too. He's he's played it well in endorsements, That's and true. that he only does a few endorsements a year usually, so he can charge Boku bucks for those few endorsements. And uh, how much do you think he uh, charged Donald Trump for his endorsements? I don't know. I would hope a lot. Kind of a bad guy. All right. Um, Super Bowl pick. Let's go for it. What do you guys? Uh, Patriots. Patriots. They, they win again. Yeah. Give me the Patriots. I think the Patriots every year. Okay. They're, they're kind of like the Giants, is where they, they rotate wins, right? Because they won what two years before that, and then last year. Isn't that how it worked? I don't know. I feel like we're we're they haven't repeated since you got to go back to '05. Right. '04-'05. Yep. Yeah. I think that's the last time they repeated. And not to say it's you know. Mm-hmm. I think baseball it's a lot tougher to repeat. Uh, college basketball it's pretty tough to repeat. Hockey is very tough to repeat. NBA it's very easy to repeat. Um, mm-hmm. But NFL, you know, it's it's kind of up there. It's teams teams know you're still number one. And then again, they did that playoff run a lot without Gronk, right? He wasn't really in the lineup that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played in the playoffs hardly at all. Yeah. So <clears throat> I have to spitball it. What Seattle's supposed to be coming back to relevancy this year? Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. Got so many options. You know what? To make my dad happy, Packers. Packers get another Super Bowl title. See, that's year. where I'm going to. I'm going to go with the Packers yeah. as well. Is that because you're a Bears fan? No, because I got a wicked man crush on. Uh, just like I have a man crush on uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I've got a man crush on Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Aaron. I think every week I should reveal one of my man crushes. That will be part of. At least one. That <laughs> will be part of the Get Around podcast from here on out. I will always have a, uh, a 
Man Crush revealed on each episode. That's like the award for the best prep athlete. The award for yeah. the best man crush in Brendan's eyes. <laughs> we just have them taped up on the walls here. One side looked at and appreciated a lot. We'll get those uh, cardboard heads like they have on PTA. Yeah, there we'll you go. Mm-hmm. Well, so who you got Packers beating? Uh, I have the Packers beating the Patriots. I think it's going to be Rodgers v. Brady in a classic Super Bowl LL. No, sorry, LII. So. Is it Lie? Lee? Lie? LII year? Yeah. 52. We just keep counting off James Hack because he's wearing the 52. Super Bowl XL hat right now. To remind us that Super Bowl Forty was held at Ford Field, and they're trying to get another one again. So, yeah, good luck yeah. with that. Just because the AFC looks in general pretty poor, yeah, I'll, I guess I have to go Packers Patriots, but I cannot wait for both those picks to be wrong in Week Five. <laughs> <laughs> How about while while we quick second the the news of the day for the NFL might be now the Dolphins and Buccaneers having to f- not play a game this week, and they're going to play sixteen straight games this season because of Hurricane Irma coming in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how awesome must that be for a football team to know that they are not going to have one on? Do one of them go to London, too? Like, that wouldn't be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, 16 straight weeks of... Uh, I mean, that's a pounding. Pounding <laughs> each other. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not going to be easy. Like, I know they appreciate their bye weeks, and the one coach was very adamant about absolutely not wanting to play on the bye week, but that's what the NFL went with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that week 11 bye week would be nice, too. I mean, it's nice it's to have your bye week. It's November nineteenth. It's yeah. nice to have your bye week in the later half of the season. I think because you know those teams that you have it early, yeah, like week injuries. four or five. Yeah, it's like that's just an unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. You don't really, yeah. for the most part, you don't really have those injuries yet. When you get the rest, you you need it later, when when you're beat up and yeah. especially if you're in contention. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's going to be a pretty brutal schedule. Oh well, more important things in football. This week's episode, as we will always, with the trifecta. Uh, in honor of Friday's Patriot game between Central and West, I thought we'd each share our choice for the best rivalry in TV or film. Uh, I'll go first. Oh, now you'll uh, go yeah, first. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first mm-hmm. again to, to, to knock this one off a little bit. Shouldn't you just I be was, an entertainment beat? I was this thinking, week? yeah, I probably could be. Uh, I was thinking, I was looking at like Daniel and Mr. Miyagi versus Cobra Kai from The Karate Kid. Uh, which I believe was brought up last week as uh, one of our best uh, boxing slash fighting movies. It's, of course, not a mm-hmm. boxing movie, but it's a fighting movie. Yeah, fighting. Um, yep. uh, in honor of my good friend Harrison Beebe, of course, I needed to bring up something from The Simpsons. So I'm going to, uh, the, another honorable mention for me was the Pin Pals versus the Holy Rollers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Classic series that was decided by a broken uh, toy vending machine. Yes, it was. As... Uh, Otto was trying to get the, uh, what, lobster, lobster harmonic. harmonic. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Do your research, kids. Simpsons in the 90s. Best show ever. Yep. Seasons five through eight, probably. Four right? wasn't bad. Nine wasn't bad either. All right, so we're going Peak Anything Simpsons. in the 90s is better than what they got going now. Peak Simpsons four through nine. But yes, seasons. that was a great rivalry. So. But I am actually going to go classic here with my pick and go with uh, The Hustler. Fast Eddie Felsen versus Minnesota Fats. It's an old black and white movie starring uh, Paul Newman, uh, George C. Scott, uh, Piper Perry, and of course the legendary Jackie Gleason. 
uh, in uh, a movie about billiards or pool. Uh, Very good shot. You know, I got a hunch, fat man. I got a hunch it's me from here on in. One ball, corner pocket. I mean, that ever happened to you? All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss? Because I dreamed about this game, fat man. I dreamed about this game every night on the road. Five ball. No, this is my table, man. I own it. Thirteen ball. This is one of those movies that I stayed up. Uh, I would stay up late with my father, and we would watch those if it was on like AMC or, or, or TMC or Turner Classic Movies or something like that. Uh, you know, when that was on. Uh, you know, I remember the first time he was like, Brendan, you know, sit down and watch this movie. So I say, and it was a, it was one of those really cool bonding moments that you have with your father, whatever, whether it's over sports or, or TV or, or movie stealing or, people's money or you know, yeah, stealing people's money. This is how you do it, Brendan, <laughs> right um, here. So yeah, it was uh, that that uh, movie has always been in my top five, and uh, the the rivalry between uh, Fats and uh, Fast Eddie is rivaled only by. Uh, Fast Eddie's rivalry with himself, this who was this kind of wild, uh, careless player uh, who, you know, uh, hit some tough times and then really, really hit a tough time and then, uh, uh, you know, that, that kind of shaped the character who he was by the end of the movie. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful film and if you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend it. So, yeah, my pick there, uh, Fast Eddie Felsen versus Minnesota Fats. I have not seen that movie. I highly, highly recommend it, as I just said. So give it a shot. I've got the DVD if you want to borrow it. That would make it really convenient because yeah. I'm not going to go to Family Video and rent it. I, I doubt they have it at Family Video and I doubt they have they it at Redbox. They probably have it at Family I know they don't have it at Redbox. I could spend 10 bucks to get it on iTunes probably, but free? I'll take that. Yeah. Let me go over you. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll, I'll go hockey and I'm going to go uh, Miracle. United States versus Russia. Yep. Solid. U.S. Stare. versus Russia. I mean, that's... I wasn't gonna take your your mighty ducks. You know, oh. I you know. Is I how did he know? <laughs> wow, real hustler over here. You don't know which mighty ducks though. No, no, no. It could be. It could be it's one of any, two. Any any of them, but mighty ducks two, Revenge of the Fallen. Oh no, that's Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, also I mean, very good rivalry. Miracle is just a classic. I mean, you got the USA versus Russia, which is you can find all any number of movies with USA versus Russia. Rambo two. Yeah. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky, yes. Rocky, three or four. Was it three or four, four with, four, with Lundgren? Four, yeah. Drago, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, second week in a uh, row for Rocky Four being brought up, so that's mm -hmm. that's awesome. We got, we got a theme going. Yep, Karate Kid, Rocky Four. We're gonna talk about those on every podcast. Yeah, we gotta try to just try to find a way to mention those. In the Karate Kid, Rocky Four appreciation hour <laughs> with James and Brendan. But I mean, that's just a classic movie. I mean, obviously, classic story. Yeah, you know, it's a, a real thing for well, a movie, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know what's wonderful about Miracle is that it's going to be brought up when we do our uh, best uh, sports movie speeches of all time. Mm -hmm. When we do that, because uh, Kurt Russell's uh, um, uh, Herb Brooks speech, obviously, in that one is, is a classic. And That's uh, a great one. Yeah. My favorite yeah. speech is the whistle speech. He just says, again, whistle, yeah. again. again. Like, that's my I, speech. I, yeah, that's one of the, the parts of that movie that I really like. That you actually brought that up when we were going over movie speeches. Yeah. That's interesting that the yeah. both of you uh, kind of... Again. Yeah. yeah. Again. Again. Um, and the other part, you know, obviously, is where he's telling the players, you know, or asking the players, who do you play for? Mm -hmm. 
and what he's trying to get them to say is the United States of America, but they all keep saying what college they're they right. play mm-hmm. for in, in college and everything like that until finally the one guy says the United States of America. Yeah. Michael Ruzioni. Went through Massachusetts. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. That's all, gentlemen. Yeah, it's a, a movie uh, filled with uh, goosebumps moments, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so Mighty Ducks 8, is that what your pick, Harrison? Yeah, Mighty Ducks 8. If that came out, it must have been... They got more land, movies than Land Before Time, is that what that means? Uh, Straight to video. You disqualify Mighty Ducks 3, as, as great as the little JV versus Varsity storyline they got going is, um, and the fact they actually beat the Varsity with Goldberg scoring the goal. Uh, now you got to disqualify that one, so you come down to 1 and 2, and... Two, I think, is the best movie of the, all three of them. Because you got Team USA versus Iceland in the Junior Goodwill Games. And, you know, Coach Bombay against uh, Wolf the Dentist Stanton. I mean, he hits him with a hockey stick while they're just practicing. The guy is ruthless. He'll do anything to get a victory, even if it means beating up the coach in a little practice ice session. But no, I got to go Mighty Ducks 1, the original, the Ducks versus the Hawks. Coach Bombay going up against his former coach when he was a hawk, Coach Riley, the guy who pop his uh, collar up every time. You know him? Mm-hmm. The beginning of the movie, he, he puts all the pressure in the world on Bombay, said, if you miss this shot, you're not letting me down, you're letting your whole team down too. You know, just really making that kid realize how crappy it's going to feel when that puck does not go in. So sure enough, it clangs off the post, and he lives 20 years in futility before deciding to become a lawyer, and as luck would have it, one night after celebrating a case, he gets a little too uh, alcohol-enthused, pulled over, so no drinking while driving. Coach Bombay taught us first. Uh, so yes, Coach Bombay was the first to teach us don't drink, don't drive. Well, if that's one of the first movies you saw as a kid. Well, that is, you know what? Good point, actually. That's, that's all I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets sent to Coach District 5, they become the Ducks because of Mr. Ducksworth, the leader at the law firm. That the duck is one of the most noble, agile, and intelligent creatures of the animal kingdom. But they're wimpy. They don't even have teeth. Neither do hockey players. <laughs> have you guys ever seen a flock of ducks flying in perfect formation? It's beautiful. Pretty awesome, the way they all stick together. Ducks never say die. Ever seen a duck fight? No way. Why? Because the other animal. They know that if they mess with one duck, they got to deal with the whole flock. Ducks first hawks. They steal Adam Banks because of the divisional codes. Played by Joshua Jackson. That's not Adam Banks. Yes, it is. That's Charlie. Oh, is that Charlie? Yeah, Adam. Yeah. Nobody knows Adam Banks' real name. Oh, Cake right. Eater. Yeah, Charlie's Joshua Jackson from Dawson's oh, okay. Creek. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I get for opening my mouth and trying to contribute. You can tell me who all the minor plot lines are. It's going to be next week's man crush. But that's where it is. Hawks, ducks. If you grew up in the 90s, that movie made a huge impression. I've had several people tell me that's why they played hockey growing up was because of that movie. Maybe because of that rivalry. Because in the end, Coach Bombay beats Coach Riley. Charlie makes the shot, the penalty shot, and uh, everybody goes home happy. And the Flying Bee. And then they created that hockey team in Anaheim that's still around today. Mm -hmm. And the Flying Bee. Exactly. All the pieces are there. Way better than Miracle and The Hustler. 
<laughs> I will admit that Mighty Ducks is a mighty fine movie. <laughs> All right, well, that uh, wraps it up here for us uh, on episode two of the Get Around podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us uh, or uh, have any feedback, uh, catch us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash TCRE Sports. Find us on Twitter at TCRE Sports, or you can email us here. Uh, at the Record Eagle, t- uh, resports at record-eagle.com. Uh, I want to thank Harrison Beebe for coming in this week and uh, filling in for Brett. Uh, you know, you did a much better job than he did, so we're going to have you on every week Sorry, from Brett. here on out. Yeah, I'll just uh, take Brett's job. We'll pull double duty. And we'll we'll <laughs> kick uh, Brett to the side. Um, uh, James, as always, a pleasure having you here. Uh, for my colleagues here on the Get Around podcast, I am Brendan Queeley. Thank you for listening. Check in with us next week.